Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Tom Daly. I'm super excited to be sharing my podcast, Made with Love. It's easy to focusing so much that you lose some of the enjoyment from things. And that's one of the things I learned over the years of Formula One is why I'm doing it. Discovering a love of knitting actually helped me be my best on the board and get my hands on an Olympic gold medal. And I'm on a mission to find out how others have made what they love a central part of their lives too. We shouldn't be looking blindly for hope, but rather try to create that hope ourselves. Follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of the new episodes dropping very soon. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hey book lovers, want to hear a story? Welcome to Storytime with M. This is a bonus episode from M's Books and Cats podcast. I have been writing for pretty much my entire life, and I have been writing novels and short fiction for the last 15 years. Um, basically, I just want to share my writing with you, and who doesn't love a good story? The first book is my newest one. I just finished it, and it's called Feelers. I'm going to be sharing a chapter or two a week, and you can follow along every week if you want. Or if you want to read ahead, there is a link for the book in the show notes. And without further ado, here's chapter one of Feelers. My name is Jane, and I am depressed. Sorry, sorry. Let me try again. My name is Jane, and I am less happy than the world wants me to be. Better she says, making a note in my chart. You know the world wants you to be happy, Jane. She darkens the screen of the tablet in her hands and slips it into the deep pocket of her powder blue lab coat. She gives me a small smile, just the slightest upturning of her frosty pink lips. She removes a bottle of pills from her other pocket and pops the top with clinical precision. She carefully taps two small pink pills into her gloved hand. They glow vibrant against the pale blue glove. She holds them out to me, and my body goes rigid. Every muscle tenses, and I unconsciously pull away. Her expression of placid boredom flares into hot pink rage in a moment. Her face is pinker than the pills that she now grips in her fist, as she stands and closes the space between us. Take your pills, Jane. Be a good girl. The world wants you to be happy. You're very lucky. Now take your pills. Her syrupy, sweet voice struggles to hide her rage, but her jaw is clenched tight. She spits out the words and thrusts her fist at me, opening it again to reveal the bright pink pills. I press my lips together and shake my head. A moment later, my head is spinning and I see stars. I find myself on the other side of the room, propelled by the wheels on my chair and the ferocity of her slap. My left cheek burns. Take your pills, Jane. She advances across the room, knocking over a metal tray in her eagerness. I have made a mistake. Jenny likes giving punishment. When I open my eyes, I am staring at the smiling face of Mr. Cheer, 
the sunshine mascot of the Silent Trees Wellness Center. There is a mural of him on every ceiling in the center, something for us to focus on when we're feeling less happy than we should be. My head hurts. Sort of. There is no actual pain, but there once was. I must have been unconscious for most of the beating. There is a memory of pain under the soft pink fog that envelops my mind. I stare at Mr. Cheer's beaming smile, and I smile back. My face is stiff, and my cheeks resist the unusual movement. Mr. Cheer keeps smiling. The fog surrounds me, and I sink into a pink cotton candy cloud, just for a moment. Then I jerk myself out of the haze with enough force to throw myself from the bed. The concussion of pain that shoots through my body when I land is enough to make me cry out. I clap a clumsy hand over my mouth, and another wave of discomfort shudders through me. Jenny was thorough in her work. I remain on the floor, frozen and waiting to see if anyone heard me. The halls of the center are usually quiet, eerily so. Occasionally, someone will find a way to skip their meds and cause a scene. That someone is usually me. There are six other patients in the wing. I don't know any of their names. We are not allowed to speak. They are afraid if we communicated, there would be a riot. I find that idea thrilling. I want to shake things up. I want to run. Just run and run and run. Boredom makes my skin crawl. I have to get out of this place. There is the slightest noise outside the door. They heard me. I remain where I am. There is no point in trying to pretend. Mr. Cheer's mirrored sunglasses are actually cameras. I never had a chance. The door swings open silently. Everything in this place is soft and hushed. Nothing jarring. Not for us. The man that enters is enormous. My heart drops into my stomach and the nerves begin their dance. I have not seen this man before. He wears the same pale blue orderly uniform, but it is stretched tight across his broad chest and outlines the size of his muscles. His sleeves have been ripped to accommodate his biceps. He fills the entire doorway and has to stoop to step inside the room. I am going to die. The man closed the door softly behind him and took out his tablet. It looked like a child's toy in his beefy hand. Hello, Jane. His voice was low and gravelly. My entire body shook at the sound. I couldn't do anything to stop it. I fought as hard as I could, but eventually I gave in and collapsed to the floor in a shuddering heap. That's good. Give in to it. It's much better if you do. He tapped the screen of his tablet and added something to my chart. He smiled. His teeth are bright white and seem to glow. My tremors slow to an occasional twitch, but I remain on the floor, exhausted and empty. I can't fight anymore today. The large man slides his tablet into his pocket and kneels beside me. He gently rolls me onto my back and wipes the sweat from my brow. It's all right, Jane. Everything is okay. He slips his massive hands underneath me and lifts me into the air. The sweat on my back cools quickly as it makes contact with the air, and I shiver. The man curls me into his chest like a child with a favorite toy. He lays me in my bed and pulls the heavy blanket over me. I cannot move. The blanket's steady pressure holds me still. I will remain here for a long time. It's happened before. It is the worst kind of punishment. Alone with my feelings in this place where feelings are not allowed. And silence. So much silence.
The man lowers his massive bulk onto the bed and the opposite corner lifts a little. He places his giant hand on my leg. The heaviness is amplified by the blanket. It is incredibly uncomfortable. But I cannot move. You must learn, Jane. He slides his hand to my knee and presses down. The joint bends past the comfortable point and I try to wriggle from his grip. Nope, I'm not going anywhere. My knee hurts. It's dull at first, but getting worse. The man smiles and applies even more pressure. I bite my lip. Ligaments and tendons are stretched to the point of snapping. I hate the feeling so much, but I cannot cry out. I cannot let him win. There is wetness on my lip, and I taste the coppery tang of blood. The man shakes his head and presses one last time. Then suddenly he releases his hand, and my leg snaps painfully back into place. Still I remain silent. The man's pale eyes meet mine. They are the same color as his lab coat. Something flashes there. Could it be anger? There is a morbid irony in the way they all lash out so quickly. They are at times more emotional than me. Not a good look for them. Not as employees of the center. He pats my knee again and grins when I flinch. Good night, Jane. Be a good girl. I'll be watching. He slips silently from the room, and the door clicks shut behind him. I stare up at Mr. Cheer, feeling a wave of hopelessness wash over me. I have no idea how long I will be stuck here, but it really doesn't matter. I am trapped either way. And that is the end of Chapter 1 of Feelers. I hope you enjoyed this first story time with M, and I will see you next week for Chapter 2. And until then, keep reading. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Tom Daly. I'm super excited to be sharing my podcast, Made With Love. It's easy to focusing so much that you lose some of the enjoyment from things. And that's one of the things I learned over the years of Formula One is why I'm doing it. Discovering a love of knitting actually helped me be my best on the board and get my hands on an Olympic gold medal. And I'm on a mission to find out how others have made what they love a central part of their lives too. We shouldn't be looking blindly for hope, but rather try to create that hope ourselves. Follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of the new episodes dropping very soon. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Acast.com.